You guys, I think I'm getting dandruff. What am I supposed to do about that? Oh, hi. Hi, little one. You want to come join? You want to offer any solutions? Oh, it's mama. You know, we all love all of our children equally. Oh, there's Otis. Wow. Off to a great start. Hey. Hey, Otis. I was going to say, we love all of our children equally. And by children, I am in this moment in time referring only to oh my god Otis he's just got a lot to say when I say children I am referring exclusively to my pets I don't have any real children and I was gonna say we love all our children equally but there's always a special one you know and I can't lie that's definitely my dog Otis but it's also our eldest cat mama she's very special and she came to visit me and we've had a really close bond lately. It's taken her a long time. You know, she was an adult rescue, and so she had a lot of prior trauma that I think she's really worked through. <laughs> Congrats, Mama. Anyway, the dandruff thing? What's going on? I think I'm in a place right now... Okay, okay. I'm in a place right now where there's pretty hard water. The water kind of sucks. But I have a shower filter, so... I feel like I should be exempt because I did the thing that I was supposed to do. I bought the shower filter. I don't know what to make of it. I really don't. Am I supposed to switch shampoos now? Is this my head and shoulders moment? Ugh. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about today, by the way. But just to conclude that statement, I'm kind of in the stage right now where I'm just pretending like I don't have little dandruff flakes in my hair. I just really, I don't know. It's never happened to me before. I don't know. Don't know what to do. Leave your tips in the response below. Okay, enough of that. We're not here to talk about dandruff or my hair care routine or my pets. We are here today to talk about getting out of a funk. I get asked this question a lot and I've never really answered it, but it comes up often anytime I, I do a Q&A on, on social media or, or something or, and ask me anything. And a lot of times people are like, how do you get out of a funk? Or how do you, some of you may or may not know, I definitely struggle with anxiety and I grew up with OCD and I can get into, you know, anxious spirals. And I think an anxiety spiral and a funk can kind of be the same thing depending on who you are. So... So I know a thing or two about what I do, at least, what works for me to break me out of that cycle when I feel like I'm just totally in like a cyclical funk that I feel trapped in. So one of the ways that I identify when I'm in a funk or like one of the things that first tips me off that I'm not fully myself or that I've put myself in a vulnerable mental position is I start to have these thoughts about radically changing my life. These thoughts start to bubble up that that are like, you know, maybe I should move, which is crazy. I'm pretty settled in terms of where I live. So, you know, like maybe I should move or I should cut my hair off, or I need to go on more vacations. I'm living life all wrong. Or, or like, I should have that person's style, or I should do X, Y, Z. You know, all of these thoughts of change 
which really underneath are thoughts of comparison. And these thoughts will feel like original thoughts. This is where things get slippery. It will feel like it comes from genuinely inside of me. Like, oh, this is the thing that's going to make me happier. This is the right choice would be to, I don't know, move to Hawaii or start dressing like an Irish lad. I don't know. (laughs) That was a really, uh, that was a strange example. But you know what I'm saying. These sort of thoughts that, that feel like mine, but they come up kind of suddenly. And they're not rooted in any long-term thought or in alignment with anything I know to be true about my life and my experience in the world at that time. So <laughs> when I start noticing these thoughts, I realize that I am spending too much time on social media. And that goes hand in hand with me being in this mental funk where I don't feel like anything in my life is adequate, which is when you're broken from the spell of those thoughts, that's so crazy. That is so crazy. I love my life. And it's so funny to think back on these these thought spirals and these funks where I'm just generating all of this internal dialogue about how things must change and if I'm going to you know, achieve, you know, because I I feel like I'm attached to this right, quote unquote, right choices in life. You know, how am I going to be as happy as possible and take most advantage of my life and whatever. So it's funny to think back on those thoughts because I I genuinely love my life so much. So that's how you, you gotta know when those thoughts are, are not really coming from you. They're coming from me subjecting my brain to a bunch of other people's lives on social media that are glamorized. And, you know, I don't need to talk about this really because, you know, not in too much detail. Because we all know. We all know about social media in comparison and how poisonous it is. But it's a part of our lives to some extent for a lot of people. And if I could get off of it totally, I probably would. <laughs> Uh, It is inherently linked to my profession as an actor, so, and is the place that I can interact with people who follow me and watch, you know, the content that I'm a part of, and so, anyway, it's meaningful enough to me, but I just, that's, that's a basically a big red flag when I start to have those radical, life-changing thoughts that kind of come out of nowhere and aren't backed by previous experience or other times that I've, you know, long-term desires. So that's one of the ways I know that I'm starting to slip away. And I'm stuck in a state where nothing really satisfies. Nothing is really making me happy. I'm so concerned with these changes I feel like I have to make and nothing in my life is good enough. And, you know, I'm stuck in that sort of space where I feel like I'm just consuming a bunch of media, specifically social media, and I'm not present with the world around me. I'm not present in my body, et cetera, et cetera. So those are kind of what my funks look like. I'm not, I'm also in these funks, I'm not feeling confident. I don't trust myself. I don't like myself very much because all I'm thinking about is what needs to change and this isn't right and 
I'm not who I'm supposed to be. My life's not what it's supposed to be. That's sort of where my headspace is at. And the first thing that I do, as you would probably guess, is take a step back from social media. Usually a relatively firm one. And that's always going to help. <laughs> it's a hard thing to do. But, you know, I, I'm somebody who I, I tend not to keep the apps on my phone. I just delete the apps and I open them on browser and it's so unpleasant to use them on a browser that I tend to just not do it for very long. So take a step back from social media. Clear your brain. Let your brain populate with its own thoughts and not thoughts that are sort of implanted subconsciously by what you're consuming all the time. So give your, give your brain some breathing room to just clear out and let yourself and your real thoughts bubble up again. And that might take a little time. It might be really uncomfortable, especially if you're really attached to social media and you spend a lot of time on there. And maybe you get a lot of joy from there too, which I think is a big part of the difficulty of stepping back from social media is that it does have a positive side for a lot of people. It's It can connect you to some extent, you know, in some I think that there's an argument that that's a false sense of connection. But it's, you know, or it can inspire you. It can be fun. It can just be fun and entertaining. So I think it can be hard to detach and, and recognize that it's not always the right thing for you. I would highly recommend taking a step back as much as you're able and letting your brain just sort of clear out. And it might be uncomfortable. It might leave your brain more open than you might feel comfortable with at first especially if you consume a lot of social media content and you're not used to your brain being quiet or being alone or not being fed with information. So that might feel a little uncomfortable, but I I do believe that it's worth pushing through that discomfort for what's on the other side. The next thing that I tend to do that helps me a ton is using my hands to do or to make something, whether that's tightening a screw. (laughs) What? I have been working on building up my arsenal of things like that that I have available to me, like building up my arsenal of hobbies, let's say. So currently I cross-stitch, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is really fun and really pretty easy to pick up and it's really satisfying. So I cross-stitch and I do watercolor painting. And I'm not very good at either of those things. And that's part of the nice thing about it. But I have those things that are easy to pick up. They're easily accessible. I can do them at any time for a short amount of time if I want to, or I can invest a lot of time in them and get out of my head and into my hands, touching something making something, especially doing something creative, I think just gets your brain flowing in new directions and it kind of breaks this this mental box that I think we can all find ourselves in a lot where we're just rattling around and, and so consumed by what's happening in our brains that it feels like the only thing that matters in life. I think you lose a lot of perspective in that state and something about using your hands to connect with the world really helps break that spell and brings you back into perspective and connects you with reality again. It's grounding. So whether that's painting or sculpting or gardening, the thing that cemented the importance of this so much for me more than anything else, and it's a tip I had heard a lot, but I think in terms of me really integrating it, what happened was during these last couple of months of 
the strikes in Hollywood, I, my husband and I were going to have our house painted, the interior. And then I found myself with all of this time where I'm not doing anything, just sitting around in my house. So we decided that I would paint it. And he helped. He also was working and doing a lot of other things. So he didn't abandon me or anything. But I wanted to take charge and do it. So I learned. I spent hours and hours and hours watching painting videos and like learning techniques. And I painted the entire interior of our house. And it was during a really stressful, anxious time. Mentally, I was struggling. I think a lot of people were. This couple of weeks where all I did primarily was wake up, eat breakfast, and paint all day was honestly one of my favorite times of my adult life. I found so much peace in having a task to do with my hands that I could watch transform before me, that I could see the work that I was doing turn into something tangible, especially I think if you work in a field, in any sort of creative field, that you don't have a very tangible product to see with your own eyes objectively when it's done. It is so satisfying to spend time doing things that are tangible. Mama, Mama, you're being really chatty. I wonder if you can hear her. Mama. But that connection between task and using your hands and your body for that task and not getting stuck up in the mind tornado that you probably have going on really helps soothe my soul and brings me a lot of peace. And yeah, this time I spent painting was during a a very stressful time And yet I had so much fulfillment. I had so much joy to have something to wake up and do with my hands and accomplish. Just felt so good and really, really broke that spell of feeling so consumed by my mental reality. So whether that's working in the garden or knitting or whatever it may be, cooking, baking, getting out of your brain and into your body. Another example of that would be Of course, moving your body, working out, can be a really great way to accomplish a similar thing and sort of break that brain fog. I would say during these times where I'm in in those funks, I'm usually not, I'm not as engaged in habits that I know are good for me. And I tend to feel detached or unmotivated from those things. And I think people say this all the time, but when it comes to getting the willpower, quote unquote, or the motivation to do something like get to the gym or move your body or stop scrolling on social media and paint a picture instead or whatever, that I think we all lean a little heavy on this kind of third party generation of motivation, if that makes sense, that 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 it will just come if it's meant to be there. And if I feel motivated, then great. And if I don't, then where do I get this motivation from is the big question. And you don't get that motivation from anywhere. I mean, maybe you have some things that you do to get inspired. But I think in times like this, where you're in a funk and your mind is is sort of entrapping you, it's not about waiting for the motivation for the thing to break you out of it. It's about going and physically 
doing the thing that will break you out of it, even though your brain is saying, this is not right, this doesn't feel good, this isn't what I want, I don't feel motivated. It's about, like, even if you have to mark it, you know, maybe that's only like a dancer term, but, you know, to mark something, to kind of half do something, even if you just walk into the space and you start to move, and even when your brain is saying, nope, 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 not interested, or you're taking out the paints and you're thinking, I don't feel like, I don't feel like making this mess. I don't feel like, you know, it's so much easier to do the things that are so convenient and such close reaching. Like if you imagine it (laughs) as a large apple tree, you know, our scrolling on social media and our, you know, binging of content or whatever are these, this very low hanging fruit, these low hanging apples. And and to get the higher apples that are juicier and taste better and make you feel better, you do kind of, you, you might need to go grab a ladder or you might need to, you know, grab something else to stand on <laughs> to make you taller. Let's stick with the ladder. You might need to go grab a ladder and bring it over there. And nobody, you know, it's, it's that little bit of extra effort that just feels bleh. There's, for whatever reason, there's a mental cap on that that's like oh well if I have to go get the ladder then uh, eh, it's not really worth it but then once you do go and get the ladder and climb up and pick the higher apple you're like wow that was so worth it and so not that hard it just was a little bit more inconvenient and now I feel so much better so if you can just push past that little speed bump that at least I feel I I don't know if that's universal, but that little extra set of stairs to just like mental, you know, just just do the thing that's a little bit less convenient for such a bigger reward, even if that means just going through the motions. So don't wait on motivation because that's not there's really no point in order to break that spell. You got to kind of show up for yourself even when you don't feel like it. So another way of doing that, as I started out saying, is exercise, moving your body. And those two things are sort of similar, you know, doing some sort of creative thing with your hands and and moving your body are are very similar. Just getting out of your head into your body and becoming present again. Another way to get out of a funk, get my perspective back, is connection with another person. Ideally in real life, but maybe it's a FaceTime or a phone call. And this is often, for me, the hardest thing. When I'm in a funk, I'm feeling off, I'm feeling unsatisfied, I'm feeling unhappy. I don't want to talk to anybody about that. I don't feel good about myself. And therefore, I'm not putting my best foot forward. And so I feel this internal resistance to want to connect with others. I find it so hard and I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm, I'm trying to kind of nurture this habit of just reaching out and connecting more often on an emotional level and carving out time to just talk to friends that I have in my life and catch up with them and hear their experiences and etc. So, but for whatever reason, this has always been so, so hard for me. When I'm feeling negative, about my life, about myself, I'm anxious, my brain is foggy, and I'm just obsessed with this internal stuff that's going on. I find it so unpleasant, the thought of sharing that with somebody else, or even not sharing it with somebody else, just talking to somebody else, when I know that I just feel like shit. I don't know if it's an embarrassment thing. I don't know, I I really don't, I don't know what the core of that is 
at this point. If it's embarrassment or like I feel like I they deserve to talk to somebody happier or that I feel guilt that I'm not. I'm such an incredibly fortunate person and I think any time that I'm not basking in that and being so grateful, I think I can get very hard on myself. I feel really guilty. And so then I feel like other people are going to judge me if I tell them that I'm having a hard time, which has never happened. I mean, well, maybe it has and I don't know, but well, that's not the point. The point is... That when I do have that kind of social connection and whether or not I'm, it's not even about divulging your problems or, you know, reaching out to somebody to explain what's happening. But though I think that that can really help getting your thoughts out and into the sun, you know, when you're struggling is always going to be a great thing. So whether that's talking to somebody else or, you know, journaling about it or whatever. It's always going to be a positive. But I think the thing that really breaks the spell is connecting with somebody else on on an emotional level, or even if you're just hanging out, having fun, playing a game or something. But I think connecting with somebody is a little magic trick to snap you out of it because it's another touchstone of reality of, oh, what's happening with me in my brain is not actually the only thing that matters. Crazy. And it's so refreshing to be reminded that other people have big, full, deep lives. And it's always a a real comfort to me, I think, in those moments that I, I realize, oh, I'm just not as important as I thought I was. And thank God, what a relief that whatever's happening in my brain, that these big problems that I've made up for myself are are swirling around. And it just is a really healthy reminder, I think, that it's not a big deal and that I can can let it go and, and start to, once that kind of spell is broken, I can look around me and kind of start fresh and, and go, oh, I actually love my life and I'm really, oh my gosh, my cats are having a moment. Sorry about that. What was I saying? <laughs> that was so shocking. They just burst in. I'm, I'm in this. It's sort of a booth made out of sound blankets. So it's kind of like a booth and they just, and it's very dark in here and they just burst in, really frightened me. Oh, no, now Otis is involved. I have no idea what I was just saying. Hold on. Oh, yeah. I think once you are broken of that spell, you can look around and start to build from a place of gratitude again and not. Hopefully, though, once you've gone through these steps or your own steps to break you from from that funk, try to resist. Now that your brain has sort of cleared out and you have a little more clarity again, and a little more gratitude again. Try not to fill it back up with the thing that got you there in the first place. Whether that's scrolling on Instagram and seeing people's houses and vacations and stuff that doesn't make you feel good. Try to protect your peace a little more. Fortify the fences around your feelings of gratitude and the peace that you have in your life. And try not to just have this cyclical feed in, feed out. At least I try not to. But we're all human, and it happens, and it will happen again and again and again. And the more times it happens, the more tools that you have that you know that work for you, and you get to practice, and practice is a wonderful thing to do. So those are my three things I think I really focus on when it comes to snapping myself out of a negative headspace or a funk, one might say, which is take a huge step back from social media. Let your brain have space. Do things with your hands. 
move your body and connect with someone and be reminded that you are actually not that important. And I find that so relieving to clarify. You are really important. So important, in fact. However, there are so many important people in the world, because everyone is, that it dilutes the pressure of your life that the stakes aren't so high after all. And what a relief that is. I love being reminded that I'm not important. That it's like, oh my God, what a relief. Thank God. Because it's a lot of pressure to be important and to make important decisions and to have your you know, life together in that way. So yeah, connect with someone else and get a little reality check. So those are my touchstones. Totally boring and unsurprising. I think you probably could have guessed them. But I think it's really important to continue to hear these things because at least for me, they bounce around in my head until one day they stick for whatever reason. And I go, oh, (laughs) and it's the same advice that you've been given a a thousand times over. Like, you know, all of the things I just said, that's, that's not new info or a, a fresh take on anything, but may it add to the pile of those same reminders. And sometimes for whatever reason, it just takes repetition for those things to stick. I'm really into this concept of practice in life, kind of thought practice, you know, what 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 thoughts are you practicing? And just that that has such an impact and it, it feels like such um such a ground floor entry life hack in a way. What? For me, for whatever reason, it's a really comforting thought that it's just about practicing. It's not about getting it right or it working perfectly every time, but just putting in the mental hours, you know, putting in the time the mental and physical time to just practice these things until they feel comfortable. And it really does happen. And that practice is awesome. And it feels, I don't know, I I think phrasing it in that way is really low pressure. So sometimes you might be in a funk and you might try to practice some ways to get out of it and it just not really work. And maybe you just got to let it run its course. But you practiced and you started and you put a little effort into it. And that's enough. As long as you keep practicing, and that practice will build over time. Anyway, if that's helpful, I'm not sure. But to me, that helps it feel more approachable. Because when I'm in a funk, when I'm feeling horrible, doing the things that I'm supposed to do to feel better seem absolutely impossible. Especially breaking up from the internet or the checking of whatever thing you're waiting for or whatever you're anxious about or people you're comparing yourself to or whatever. It can feel so impossible to do that. And it sounds so simple. So I just want to tag this in at the end because just the simple practice, the attempt, there's a lot to be said for that. You can build off of that. So if those those tips sort of feel impossible, totally cool, totally understandable, totally normal. And just put a little 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 time in. Go go get the ladder for the the higher apples on the tree and you'll be really glad you did, even if you're so tired and the last thing you want to do is haul a ladder to a proverbial tree. For whatever reason, that metaphor really worked for me in in my own brain. Not sure how it uh, translated, (laughs) but I think you know what I mean. Pushing yourself a little bit over that hump, just a little past convenience, I think can do so much for your mental health and your peace and your enjoyment of life, fulfillment of life.
to just do the activities that are a little less convenient than scrolling on your phone that require you to think a little bit. And I, I, I'm not, I, I, want, I, I don't know, I don't want to sound condescending because I'm talking to myself. This is the thing that happens in my own brain that I have to convince myself to just push a little uphill just a tiny bit mentally to choose to do something with my time that will break me out of the cycle that has been making me anxious or sad or what have you. But even the attempt, even the practice of that has merit, in my opinion. But what do I know? I'm just some girl. Take everything I say with a grain of salt. I am no therapist, no professional. I'm just a girl. Or one might say a woman. Anyway, thank you for listening. I hope that was helpful. I hope that you make something with your hands that's cute and fun and maybe you can give it to a friend. That's been my favorite thing to do recently is paint little watercolor paintings and mail them to my friends. Paintings is a strong word. That makes it sound like it's, (laughs) they're like watercolor doodles essentially. And they make me so happy and so peaceful. And it's such a a more fun and valuable use of my time. And it really fills my cup instead of empties it. And it makes me grateful for my life. So paint some watercolors for your friends today. (laughs) And yeah, I hope any of that resonated with you. I love you so much. While you're here, make sure you're following the podcast. Plus, plus that little plus button. (laughs) Push, push, push that little plus button or follow button. Please rate this podcast five stars if you are so inclined and leave a review. Once I stop pre-recording episodes, I'm going to read reviews at the end of the episode. So if you want your review read on air, please leave one. Okay. I love you. I hope you have a wonderful day. And if you're in a funk, best of luck. It will pass. No matter what you do, it'll pass. But hopefully it'll pass quicker. Hopefully these thoughts and potential options can dance around in your brain a little bit and maybe connect. Or maybe they don't. And that's okay. We're all on our own journeys. Okay. I gotta go. But I'll talk to you later. New episodes every Wednesday. And sometimes on Fridays. If you're lucky. I don't know. (laughs) And yeah, I can't wait to talk to you next time. I love you. Send this podcast to a friend who you think needs it. Spread the word. That would be so appreciated. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me, having a little sidebar about getting out of a funk. All right. I love you. Bye.